Welcome to Nana Tings. Hey loves, Antonio here with Nana Tings. So I have a little special Tings Tea Time episode before I do my B-Day Time episode. So yeah, before we get into it, grab your blunt, champagne, wine, whatever you want. Actually water, because we are sober these days, girl. I cannot handle alcohol. I'll probably talk about that on my birthday episode because there's some good shit on this one. So, you know, I got to play some ads before I get into it and all those things. So enjoy the ride. Hey, loves, it's Antonio here. I just want to make a quick announcement that my fourth baby, my new book, The Art of Loving Myself, is available now. Go get your copy at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. This is my most vulnerable and raw style of writing. I talk about traumatic experiences, inner child healing, a lot of childhood damage and abuse that has happened to me, as well as love and the art of loving myself and self-love and what it means to take your power and narrative back. So go check it out. It's so amazing it would mean so much to me if you can get grab a copy read it and share it and i hope you all experience the art of living yourself meow (laughs) oh my god this is my first time recording my podcast episode with a new mic yeah, so as y'all know, I'm in my pop star era, and oh my god, this is so fucking cool because I bought a actual professional mic and headset and like filter and pop sound that really like blocks out a lot of the sounds in my studio and apartment complex. So it's so cool to have this like studio set up at home, and it just feels really weird to talk into this like this. You know what I mean? You can probably hear me like really crystal clear as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so today's episode is Little Ting's Tea Time. I mean, it is Libra season. Um, holla. And it is my birthday coming up. And I usually do like what I learned in a year. So that that'll happen. I'm going to record that in about like two weeks or whatever. Um, this episode is just like short and sweet per usual with the Ting's Tea Time. And it's just really more like my life updates and you know i always have something to say or something to vent about or something that i've been learning um i really want to go over two things uh receiving criticism and knowing that you are ready for your art to be in the hands of other people is one and then the second one is um reminders how the universe reminds us with certain lessons and how to not give in with the temptation so yeah these are opposite topics (laughs) per usual of course i'm talking about two different things um and also yeah i gotta figure out the title of this episode because i'm going in very drastic directions here um yeah let's get into the first part so as you all know my fourth book the art of loving myself debuted august 8th 2023 Lionsgate. I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone that has purchased it. Um, I woke I woke up yesterday and there was like five new sales, and then even today, right now, we're like at the top twenty again for inner child uh, books. I'm like, this is amazing. Head out of nowhere, you guys are still buying it. Thank you so much. Like, this means the world to me, and I am extremely, extremely, extremely thankful and happy that. You guys are out there supporting me and helping me so much. Invest in the small business, bitch. (laughs) Um, 
so yeah, there there is so a few weeks ago, I'm on Amazon or whatever, right? Checking my rankings in my book. You know, it's becomes an obsession at this point. And I just see a review from a guy that's like, oh my God, I don't know why this book like popped up. Um, I was looking for how to bake brownies or whatever, and I saw this guy's headshot an author profile. So I decided to buy it, but not with my credit card, with someone else's credit card. And it was horrific and horrible. And this should not be in the cooking book section. And I can't stand his writing, you know, yada, 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 yada. Now, old me, like five years ago, maybe even four years ago, I would have read that and had a typical moment. And I think a lot of artists go through this where we would re-question what we're doing, right? We'll be like, fuck, this criticism hurts. And like, I don't know what to think. Like, I'm hurt or whatever. But I think I've grown as an artist where art is subjective, right? And not everyone's going to like what I do. You know what I mean? Not everyone is going to like me, period. And not everyone's going to like my dancing, my singing, my acting, my writing. And and that's fine. My my writing specifically, to be honest, is not for everyone. My style of poetry is very blunt. It's very um, street style, like very slam poetry, very raw. I, I write in melodies as if it's a song, but I also write in a venting form. It's free form. I, I write in a way of like... I'm going to let you know how my men, my mental capacity was that day and what I was feeling as if it was a journal, but I'm going to break it down in stanzas and haikus. like, And that's poetry. That's art. So a lot of people are not going to get it, especially if they want you know, very structured poetry or this guy that was looking for a cookbook. I don't know why you bought my book. But um, <laughs> a part of that too is like, also, I'm an LGBTQ plus artist, and a lot of my poetry is about my gay experiences. And, you know, there's a lot of homophobia in this world. And when people buy my book that are homophobic or don't understand gay experiences or gay sex um, or gay love, they may be like, what did I just buy? Because they're also not realizing that it's also coming from a gay man's perspective. Um, and so with all that, you know, I take that in, into thought where I'm like, okay, I need to really just be okay with other people, you know, like not liking my art or whatever. And and for me, that's not my problem. And there are a lot of like what they want and what they don't want. And that's that. Um, but really quick note about that guy, though, I'm going to say, first of all, sir, um, my book is not brownies. It's not a cookbook. And second of all, to flex that you're buying it on someone else's credit card in the review, like cutie, that's that's not cute. That's not cute, sweetie. You know? <laughs> um, but I just want to like the reason why I'm talking about this in this episode is because like any other artists out there, um, you know, we're 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 artists, we're vulnerable, right? And it's normal to for to take criticism really, really, you know hard sometimes because it's your baby you know all my books are my experiences and who I am and and all this stuff about me so I just want to say that like just understand that when you're writing it or you know recording it or whatever your art is it's yours right but once it's out to the masses especially when it's being sold right when it's becoming 
you know, a part of, you know, consumers, then it's theirs. And and I, I listened to some like interviews with like, even like Lady Gaga and stuff like that, where a lot of artists talk about, yeah, like it's, it's been mine for so long, this album, this recording of five years to say six years. And now, and now it's theirs. It's the fans. And if you think about like even like Twitter, which is a whole other thing I'll get into after this, I'm going to add that to this episode. Um, if you think about like websites like that, where like, or apps like that, where people just want to nag and, and talk shit, your favorite artist has haters. You know what I mean? Like Taylor Swift can drop a new album and I love that she's reclaiming her her rights and everything, but people are going to be like, I'm tired of her, da da da, right? Or they hate Lady Gaga got when she first came out, people calling her a man and, and her music sucks. Or even like they hate Cardi B gets. Like there's just, even Beyonce, like Renaissance Store is iconic. It was life-changing, y'all. Like talk about like a gay awakening, but people still were trying to shit on her. And I'm like, she does nothing wrong. Looks were served, vocals were served, body was served, choreo was served, gayness was served. Like, girl, what else do you want from an icon? Um, but, you know, not everyone's happy. And, and that's what I'm learning. So to sum up this rant, <laughs> or should I say actually more of an epiphany, I just realized that, like, I guess I am ready to succeed in my art form. Because I think a part of my war of art and my self-sabotage was that I wasn't ready for criticism and I wasn't ready to fully just put it out there and let people not like it. And now I'm at a point where like, if I like it and I created it for me, I'm fucking fine. Like it's, I'm fine. It's my baby. And that's all that matters. Um, and I hope y'all enjoy it. And for all the artists out there, keep doing you and put it out there. If people don't like it, then fuck them. That's on them. People that love it, then great. Fuck them. <laughs> it's for you, right? Yeah, let's get into the next topic. Okay, the next topic is I'm so horny. <laughs> Yo, okay, so I am a little bit of a hypocrite um, because I, let's just call a spade a spade here, okay? And I'm going to call myself out because like, y'all know I'm vulnerable as fuck and that is just my brand and who I am. And no matter what stardom I have in the future, I believe that no matter where you get in your career, you always have to be that human and that vulnerable side of you. So here it is. So I have written four books now, right? And I, I'm not gonna lie. I, you know, I talk a lot about apps, right? Like, especially my second book, Romance in a Modern World. I'm like, fuck dating, you know, like, I love love, like, I want organic shit. I'm tired of, you know, like the theme is really about love in the modern century, in this modern world, you know, and it's, it's about love in all, in all various ways from monogamous to non-monogamous to threesomes to marriage to family. It's just a lot, but there is, there is that underlining tone of like, I am tired of non-organic meetings when I'm such a witch and such a mystic that I vibe off of auras by humans. And for that, like, of course, like I can tell a vibe through like photos or like the way someone texts, like there is that kind of like sixth sense power, but it's not as strong as you would get meeting someone in person. Like you, you just have a better read organically. If, if you even want a date, you know what I mean? Like if you're in tune with yourself like that, um, you don't, yeah, I don't know. I just like, Anyways, <laughs> before I get lost in this train of thought, um, 
fast forward to Antonio's Return, my third book, and now my new book, and The Art of Loving Myself. In The Art of Loving Myself, there's a there's about like two or three poems where I really discuss, you know, the app situation again, right? Because I had a recent relationship after a year that I had to leave, and that was through an app. And I was talking to my friend the other day, and I realized I was like, hold on. The last organic boyfriend or partner, quote unquote, I've had was in 2016. Okay. How many years is that? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 20. Okay. I have not organically had a partner in seven years. I see that as a problem. Like, and I'm not shitting on anyone that has like met their partner off an app. I have a, I have a few friends that are like partnered, married through an app, like good for you. But you know, those friends, they've had organic experiences prior though. And I think for me, what I'm missing is like that, like seven years of like, oh, wow. It's like Marilyn Monroe, seven year itch, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm realizing like, I think I'm craving that human connection that like random going out, dancing meeting a guy even if it's a one night stand that's just like hot connection right or like traveling abroad and like fresh meat as an american like or touring and learning culture or like being with your friends in europe and like meeting someone um going back home and then meeting that like old fling you know and these things happen they sound so fairy tale and so like oh my god movie moment but in reality like i've had those moments to be honest i have i've had travel moments i've had organic moments like that. And I want that again. Now, this is the problem here, though. And I may have talked about this on another episode, lizard brain, right? I won't get too much into it, because I'm pretty sure I had a lizard brain episode. But, you know, we're wired as animals, right? It's like driving, like once you know how to drive, you're an autopilot, you know what to do, you're not even like consciously always thinking like you're just like your body knows what to do, right? And that goes for eating, you know, when you're hungry, right? Let's get going to the bathroom. Like you either know you have to poop or pee, right? Like there's all these like animalistic things about us that uh, we just know as an urge and we do, right? And one of them is sex. Now, the reason why sex is the complicated one out of them is because sex has a lot of different connection than just physical, right? Like, especially like I know some women friends, cis woman friends of mine that, you know, you know, relate to it with more emotion or people like me that are on the demisexual spectrum where sometimes we, we want that love, passion, sex, right? Not just that like transactional, like, let me come kind of sex. Because then for me, when I get in that moment, I need like sex again, right away. I'm like, uh, there's something missing here, you know? So my problem, with my lizard brain is like trying to train the libido, especially as a guy. I hate to generalize, but we know that it's tough when we're horny. <laughs> some you know a lot of the time guys think with their dicks and that's just the reality and um i'm trying to challenge that right like being the mystic that i am i'm like okay i'm aware of my human animalistic needs but i'm also aware of my spiritual aura and energy needs and they sort of conflict because the animal part just wants to come and fuck but then the mystic part was like okay i want to do that but like it got to be someone i trust or like vibe with or like isn't just going to fuck for 20 minutes and then just like never talk to me again. Or like, if I see them out on WeHo, dodge me. You know what I mean? It's like, I need to have that in between connection. It's not like cuff me, but like better. Like if we had a really good time, don't act fucking weird. You feel me? So yeah, right now where I'm at in life, the reason why this is a topic is because it is Libra season. It is my season. I'm in heat. 
<laughs> to be honest, I am. Oh my god, I am so horny. It's literally insane. Um, and you know, I had a moment. And I slipped up and had a grinder sniffies moment. Um, but after those moments, I was like, mm, something's still missing. Cause it's like in the moment I was like, you know, animalistic, like let's fucking go. But then like 30 minutes later, I was like, mm, there's like no connection here. And like, now I want, you know, more, more sex with maybe someone else. And I, I don't know, for me, that's just like, if I, if I jump into that void, and I continue with that mentality of like, I need to fuck someone new, new, and new. Then I become that person that is just like looking to fill their void. You know what I mean? By filling holes. <laughs> All pun intended. But you know what I mean? Like there's 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 this like subliminal problem in our community. And I've talked about this. And this resonates with me a little bit with that my last, re- last two relationships. Well, recent ex and then two exes ago. But it talks about like, you know, we talk about like addiction where a lot of people that are insecure or not happy with themselves or have mom and dad issues or, you know, they're trying to figure out who they are, especially in the queer community, they'll they'll rely on social status or sex or fitness, like body, right? Things like that. And in my twenties, same thing. I was trying to be a size small when I lost all my weight. Um, sex was definitely one of them wanting to be that hot bitch and desirable, popularity, like it's it's an easy trap to fall into. I think girl culture has, you know, similarities with like popular and looks and all that. It just sucks that society sort of like conditions us to be we're already marginalized. So then we are like conditioned the community to like fight for like representation and to not be marginalized. But then at the same time, you're still repressing a lot of this energy of like your identity, right? Not to get super like sociological, psychological with you, but like, that's just, it, it just, it's the human behavior of community and all that. Right. So for me, I've learned that it is a slippery slope because as much as it's fun in that moment, then why after that session with one guy, 30 minutes later, I'm ready for a new guy. And it, it you know, and I see this. So it's, it happens so much with my friends and ex-partners that, you know, and then they're not always happy. You know, like if you ask them after, like, how are you? They're like, oh, well, you know, it was just sex. Yeah, whatever. And they like mop, mop around and then like look for the next lover. And then it becomes this habitual of like a habit of being on the app, right? And I've noticed that too. And I downloaded it like two weeks ago uh, before I deleted it. It was like sort of like making me procrastinate. Like I thought Instagram was bad, but like Instagram, I've sort of like learned how to make social media a tool now where you know, I will go on it for 10 minutes, check some stories, and then I'll just go do my shit. Like I'll go work, check my emails, all that. While this is like when you're horny, instead of masturbating, it's like your mind, you're just scrolling for like, it could be 30 or 40 minutes. And then, you know, a lot of these guys are flaky or uh, catfish, or they're just like, and doing the same thing. They're horny and chatting and waiting and masturbate. So then it becomes this like 40 minute thing. And then you're like, did I just wait, waste an hour to like either be like catfish or flaked on? Um, and then now I'm going to jerk off and now I'm an hour behind in work, you know? So yeah, my challenge is that it is that even when in heat, go make organic connections. I am finally putting down the apps and saying bye to them because all summer I wasn't on them. It was great. I had like three months of like Nava, but I'm like, now that I think I'm ready to date and I've really have healed my like trauma and all that, I just don't want to fuck that up. Like I am in my self-love bag right now and I'm just really fucking happy where I am in life. So for that, I'm just like, mm, we're good. Yeah. 
we're good. <laughs> I have so much to say about gaining power and work boundaries, but I really think I'm going to save that for my birthday episode next week because, yeah, that's going to be its own rant. <laughs> uh, this last little snippet, I just got to talk some shit real quick. Um, guys, social media is not real. Go touch some grass, breathe some fresh air, and live. I decided to take a step back from Twitter slash X because I've realized lately it has been a space that has not been safe. People are keyboard warriors and they will get on it right away and talk their shit in a very aggressive, harassing kind of style. And then it's so funny because a lot of these people in real life, they're, they're pussies. Like if you even try to confront them, they would be like fucking shaking. You know what I mean? Um, I know where I'm from my background and who I am, I'm all about like, if you're going to talk your shit, walk the walk, right? I'm the kind of person that like, will text you or let you know how I feel. But like, I also am going to say it to your face. You feel me? Like I'm not hiding behind a firewall. And, you know, there was a situation, I'm not going to get too much into it. But everyone knows I'm an Nicki Minaj fan, right? As problematic as her behavior is, at times, I am a fan of her music, at least, right? Separate music and the artist. And I was just retweeting a video about Cardi because it was like a few years ago when that like whole fight situation happened. And Cardi had like, a, it was a video saying that like she respects Nicki and she loves Nicki, but she doesn't know why she's in the drama and that she doesn't want to, she's the only rapper that's not kissing her ass. And I was like, kudos, kudos for setting up for yourself. And for me, like, obviously I resonate more with Nicki's music, but I love what Cardi said, how like in the industry, like you don't have to kiss people's asses, like be your authentic self. And if that's going to get you haters and fuck it and that literally goes back to the first part of this episode of like your art like if they don't like it like fuck them cool like do you so this person that i know that i've actually like professionally you know rehearsed and danced with in classes um came at me and tried to spin this narrative of like me trying to feud them and i would go no i'm only retweeting this video because the barbs are like going off on Cardi about like Nikki's address getting doxxed, even though Cardi didn't do it. So sorry that I'm just like standing up for what's right. You know what I mean? Like, whatever he said, she said, I'm not getting into that part. But you know, you guys can go on Twitter X or threads and like look it up and see the controversy. But I'm just so tired of communities or like fan bases, turning on other fan bases or people when this person doesn't even know you're you exist. So yeah, it just turned into something and then I had no problem calling him out because he has tweeted some really bad things two years ago about Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi and like, and talking about their body, um, like cellulite, their teeth, their face, their music. And I'm like, dude, it's one thing if you don't like the art because art's subjective, but to like target bodies and faces and how they act, I'm like, now you're just like fucking coming at them for no reason. Um... And you wouldn't like if someone was doing that to you, right? Like, exactly. So when I did that, he decided to just, like, pop the F off and, like, unfollow me on everything. And I was just like, bro, like, Twitter's not real. It's bigger than that. Like, go, like, I still, like, I'm still, if I see you in class, I'm still going to fuck with you. Like, I'm not doing this whole, like, weird Twitter beef shit. And also, like, she doesn't know we exist, Nikki. So I'm very confused as to why people and fan bases get so defensive. Like, girl, 
Uh-uh. It also reminds me of like football culture, right? Like these people go fucking die hard or have fist fights or like hockey games, like for their team. And it's like these people don't know you exist. They're not paying your bill. Like, go have a personality. Like, go get a personality that's not your fan base, you know? And it's not just me calling out him. This is I'm talking about in fan bases in general, where like I'm tired of these like fights or like you say one wrong thing or if you or if you just even like a song of an artist that's beefing with them it's like you're canceled so anyways i'm ending it with social media is not that serious and like real life is real life so maybe before you get on your keyboard and become a keyboard warrior or try to get like or start reacting like take a breath meditate respond but also, like, are you, why are you responding? Maybe think about, like, before I get on this and defend someone that doesn't even know I exist, like, think about what do you want? Like, what do you want to say? And, like, why do you care that much? Anyway, have a beautiful day, bitches. Talk to you later on Nana Tings.